This is the Getting Into Alignment podcast. Here we play in the quantum world of possibilities. If you desire it, you get to have it. My name is Alexa Ray Smith. I'm a business coach and spiritual teacher for women in business. I'm here to help you unlock your personal power and tap into your magnetism so that you can manifest the most incredible life for yourself and build the business of your dreams. These episodes will help you plug into the energy of infinite potentiality and teach you the tools you need to play in this world where limitations don't exist. On this podcast, I'll be talking to you about energetics, mindset, embodiment, spirituality, money, and business. Everything that you want is on the other side of you getting into alignment. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Getting Into Alignment podcast. I'm your host, Alexa Ray Smith, and today you are in for something so special. This is actually going to be a recording of a conversation that I had with my friend Leah. I'm going to tag her information below in the description if you want to go follow her, if you want to join her Aligned Energetics membership. This is where this conversation took place. And I actually asked her if I could post this on the podcast because this conversation went so deep. Leah wanted me to come on to talk to her women about creating a manifestation practice and really talking about the importance of manifestation. And I have talked about that in episode two of the podcast. I have a creating a manifestation not manifestation, I have creating a meditation practice. And that really walks you through the steps of creating a practice very, in a different way, let's say. In this conversation, we go so, so deep and deep and wide in so many different areas. And I find that this conversation is gonna be so valuable for so many people. So thank you, Leah, for letting me share this on the podcast. It's a longer conversation, so I'm just going to leave the intro here, and I'm going to have you jump right in. All right. Welcome, Alexa. I'm so excited to have you here, like I said already, but I wanted to just say hi and allow you to introduce yourself to everybody who probably don't know you yet. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I always love connecting with you and being in your world. Uh, If you don't know me, my name is Alexa Ray Smith, and I'm a business coach and a spiritual teacher. I really teach a lot on manifestation, energy, mindset, embodiment, and all of that. But at the same time, if we have that, but if we don't have our own business, or if we are too much of like in the healer space and not understanding how to transmute what we can do into a business space so that we can make money doing it and have financial freedom and time freedom and location freedom, like what everyone's desiring. So I really have like a marriage of both that I love. So I love talking about topics like this, like meditation. And then you'll hear me next week, I think, talk about business. So you get to hear it all. (laughs) I'm muting myself. Yay. I'm excited to talk about meditation. I know when we first met, um, 
I think that's when you first shared your podcast about meditation. Yes, I think I made it because of the questions that were coming up in the mastermind that we were in. I was like, oh, I forgot that like, this is a topic that I've been doing for so long now, but so many people really do struggle with. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to have you here because just the way you explained it is unlike I've ever heard before. And it opened my eyes. So I want to open everybody else's eyes to it too. I love that. Now, what part of it, like, cause I'm so curious what part of it, like when I spoke about meditation or like when I speak about it, what part like really resonated with you the most, you know, cause it's a topic that's been talked about in so many ways. And so it's always curious. Like, I'm always curious to know, like, what about the way that I said it, like stood out to you, because that might be a place that like, I might not realize is super unique to the way that I say it. And I could speak about it more, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was just like, kind of that you said to have like a sacred space and to like create that sacredness of meditation, because a a lot of what we learn is that, you know, you can meditate anywhere, which yes, is true, but like, I wasn't really connecting in that way. So like, the way that you described it was like, okay, that makes more sense of why I'm not maybe connecting with the universe. And I'm not, you know, Mm. getting like those intuitive hits. I love that. Yeah. So that's one thing that I really do. Like I used to, at the beginning of my journey, I didn't have a specific space where I meditated. And so it was like, let me just try and figure out this whole meditation thing because I've been studying, like I started studying spirituality before I even knew personal development and coaching was a thing. And meditation was always talked about because I really veered towards Eastern religions. And that was something that they had always talked about was having a space to go and having a sacred space. And to me, meditation is so important because it really helps me to unlock my channel, to be able to have downloads, to be able to really follow my intuition and to be able to embody my human design, to really live in my body and be in the present moment. And we live in a society where what do we have like six, 600,000 or something crazy bits of information coming at us at all times. And the more we go online and the more we become a digital culture, really like it's going to be harder for us to be able to tune in and connect. And one thing that I find a lot of women come to me about is like, I just don't know how to connect to my intuition or I have a hard time listening to my intuition or I don't even know where to start with that. Or, you know, like intuition is something that I hear a lot about in my world. And I like to look at like what the question is being asked, but then also kind of drill down in my world. It's all, it's always about depth and like, let's go, let's go deeper with that. And, and for me, if you're not able to connect with your intuition, and when I think back to when I couldn't connect to my intuition, it was that, that disassociation with my body and lack of connection with myself and with the present moment. And so in order to learn meditation, like you already have so many things going against you, right? Like you have this digital era, you have a mind that you weren't typically taught how to control. You have all of, all of this noise, all of this hustle culture going on, like all of this do, do, do. So it's like, wait, you want me to take time out of my day to sit and just do nothing? And, and yes, like that old saying, if you don't have an hour to meditate, 
or if you don't have 20 minutes to meditate, you should meditate for an hour. Like there's really some meaning behind that because it's really going to take you out of the way society is telling you to live. And, and it turns the mirror back on yourself. And what I have found to be true in everything is every relationship, everything that's showing up in your life is a mirror reflection of your connection with yourself. And so if you can't sit with yourself, if you can't be connected with yourself, how would you ever be able to hear your intuition? How would you even know what your intuition felt like? How would you even be able to be comfortable enough to drop down from your head and into your body? You know, like there's a lot of questions there that like we're like won't get into, but meditation is quite simply the medicine that your soul needs for you to exist in a human world. Like that, I don't know how to put it any other way because it's so much deeper than just being able to still your mind. Yes, that's part of it, but it's, it's the art of going inward and that that is something that people will spend their entire lives not being able to do. And when, especially when you start running an online business, when you see all of these other women or people that are doing better than you, quote unquote, and have are having more success or running similar businesses, how are you able to put your blinders on? And how are you able to really show up with connected energy and with like, that life force energy that you're meant to have. And it's really by meditation and going inward. That's what I found anyway. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And yeah, that's why like, I just felt so connected to what you teach because again, like I said, I, I just didn't know how to, how to connect with myself and it yeah. didn't make sense hearing it from other people. Right. And that's the thing is I find that one thing, like I had a coach, I want to say like a year ago and he was like, Alexa, like, I don't think that you understand how like you're able to just weave in all of these bits of information from all of these different topics and just like seamlessly talk about it in three sentences. He was like, a lot of people can't do that. And I was like, oh, okay. Now that you say that I, I can like see that about myself, but I really needed someone to tell me that and reflect that back to me. And that's one thing that when I talk about things, like I'm not talking about meditation in just like the very, very hyper spiritual way. And I'm not just talking about it in the health way or, you know, like it's all in my world. I don't have the ability to disconnect anything. Like it's all interwoven and it's all connected and it all like works together. And I guess I've just developed different ways to talk about things to meet people like where they're at. But I find that a lot of people with meditation really struggle with actually being able to do the damn thing, right? Like, because we know how to go on our phones, we know how to do things, we know how to do all of these things. But if you tell us that we can't touch our phone and we need to wake up and we need to just sit with ourselves, like, <gasps> that can be a really daunting thing. And one thing that I found is, and, and now because I've deepened my work so much more that like I'm studying RRT and that's a, and that's rapid resolutions therapy. And that really gets into your unconscious mind. And if you 
do not like the idea of even meditating, like if that doesn't feel comfortable to you, then your subconscious mind is going to make it like literally at the bottom of your priority because it doesn't feel comfortable. It doesn't feel good. So why would you want to do it? And one thing I find is that like the way that you can build a meditation practice that's sustainable. So that way you really can get this connection isn't by trying to go like full force into go to a meditation retreat or try to like meditate for even 20 minutes. I honestly feel like you're setting yourself up for failure because meditation isn't just you getting used to your mind being still, but it's also you being used to your body being still. And so that is like, those are both two different practices, right? Like you, you do need to focus on the mind and you do need to focus on the body though. So when I first talk about meditation, I'm always like, start small, like start in a five minute increment, sit in like really comfy clothes so that your body isn't like uncomfortable in any way, sit in a space where you are comfortable, but back to that whole sacred space thing, your mind really does associate things with places. So that's why a lot of people struggled with mental health during COVID because they were working from home and they couldn't disassociate because their work was everywhere that their home was and there was no separation. And that's why it's really helpful to have like an office, right? So having a meditation space is like having an office for your meditation. You know, like mine isn't just for meditation. It's where I pull my tarot cards. It's where I have my sound bowl. It's where I have my Oracle decks. It's where I have my mala. It's where I pray. It's where I you know, like read my tarot cards. It's, you know, I do a lot of intuitive things there, but my mind is so used to that when I go into this little space that's in my apartment, that this is like, we're winding down. I'm not like my adrenaline isn't getting rushed up. Like my amygdala isn't getting active because we're about to do something like my body is starting to start to wind down before I've even done the meditation. And that's why I think it's so important to have a space to go because it becomes part of your routine. And like, I'll talk about routines until I'm blue in the face, but having healthy routines set you up to have those quantum leaps in your business, set you up to become a really healthy human being that has a really incredible life. Like it's the little micro things that lead to those big macro shifts, but we're always so focused on those big shifts that we often don't have the discipline to do the little things. And meditation is one of those things that easily gets pushed aside. But if you are, if you are able to have a space where you can create, even in your closet or in a corner of a room, like just somewhere where you can start to say like, this is where I'm going to go to meditate. It helps your mind to get there and it helps you to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this and you've got somewhere to go. So it's not just like, oh, I do it here. I do it there. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like you're like, no, this is where I go. When you go to get dressed, where do you go? You go to your closet, you go to your dresser. When you go to meditate, you go here, you know, like everything has a space and it helps you to make it prioritize when that space is there, because also your conscious, conscious mind, like you see it. 
You know what I mean? Like you see your meditation space, you know, to go there. And I think that like, when we talk about meditation, going to that space and then starting small, like, and being comfortable, that's where I always say to like, start. Yeah. Makes complete sense. So what would you recommend to somebody who like wants to create a space like that and like where to start? Cause you kind of said like, it could be anywhere, but like what so yeah. in my, in my condo, I have this little like enclave that doesn't really make sense. I think it's supposed to be like an office, but and it's for me, like, I like having a futon in my office because I sit cross-legged. Like I'm always, I always look like I'm meditating. So like, I like to be super comfortable. So like I teach on a futon, you know what I mean? Like that's not going to work in an office. So, or like that little space. So to me, it was like, Ooh, this is a perfect spot for my meditation space. It's big enough to have a meditation pillow. It's big enough for me to have some artwork. It's got a window in it. Like I can have my crystals there. And it was the perfect space for me. If you have a home, I would say, is do you have an extra room that you don't really use? You know, do you have a closet space that you don't really use? Like people take for granted, but like closets are normally big and they're normally like a good space. One that you can shut out everyone. Like I, I have a dog, I don't have kids, but my dog is intrusive enough. So like, if you have children or whatever, like you got a closet, at least you can close the door, you know, mommy's going to go meditate, you know, like there's advantages, like I'm not, like, I'm not saying put baby in the corner type of thing, but just like work with what you got and, and try to see the opportunities. So I'm not saying like, you need to take a whole room, but look at where you are in the space that you have. And even if like you're in a smaller space, what, what corner of your room aren't you utilizing? Do you have a, like a, a weird space in front of a fireplace that doesn't really work in your living room and you don't, you're not really doing anything with it that like you could put a little like, like a little vibey like pillow in and you know, like you can make your meditation space super vibey. So it can be in a place where other people might not like know what that is. You don't have to explain it to people. If you don't feel called, you know, it could just look like aesthetic, but you know, like that's where you go to meditate. So I would say really like, unless you have space to do it in a larger area and you feel called to find some place that like feels homey. It feels like you can like have some privacy. If you live with other people, a space that like, isn't being utilized because again, like if, if you're like, Oh, well, that would be an amazing meditation space. I only need to sell that 55 inch TV and get rid of that exercise bike. Well, okay. So now like we just added like a hundred pounds worth of crap in the way of our meditation. You know what I mean? So it's not about like changing your whole lifestyle because how can we move this into your lifestyle? Like how can we integrate meditation and your integration, like, and your meditation space into your home, you know, instead of it, like being like, you had to like change all of these things so you could meditate, like, there's always a place in your house that isn't being used as intentionally as it could be. You know what I mean? Like that's, that like is point blank could be said for everyone. So it's like, get creative about it. And like, and also think about you and your body, right? Like I am very flexible. I'm very healthy. So I like, and I'm a weirdo. I like sitting on the floor. You know what I mean? I'm fine with that. But if you have 
knee, hip, back issues. If you're someone that, you know, like sitting on a pillow isn't comfortable for you because it's hard for you to get down and who the hell are you going to get to help you back up? You know, like if that's your, if that's your thing, then like, awesome, be aware of that. So like then for you, your meditation space could be a really cozy little nook that you have in front of your window. That's like up on a ledge that has a cushion underneath it where you could easily sit or lay down, you know, depending on how your back is feeling. And it's like, got a beautiful view. You know, you really want to think about your lifestyle, like the other people living in your house and your body, you know, what's, what is going to work for you? I think too many people think, oh, I've got to meditate. Let me like go look like a yogi. And it's like, no, you can put on your leggings and like put on your sports bra or like, you don't even have to do that, you know, but like you can, you could, you could meditate in a recliner. You can meditate on a couch, but if we're trying to create a space, is there like a chair or like a living space that isn't really utilized much, you know, like think that way if you've got some like physical limitations. Yeah. I know like in my house, I was having a difficult time finding a place, but there was a couch that like in a, like a living space, not an actual living room. And like, we never used it. So I'm like, okay, this is like a good area. And I could put my crystals on the table beside it. And like, I like, again, I'm not, I'm not like, like I'm healthy and stuff, but I hate sitting on the floor. So I find like I get uncomfortable. So I'm like, I'm going to sit on a couch. Like, why not? So that's helpful to hear too. Yeah. No, like we're literally all different. Like my sister doesn't love sitting on the floor and she's literally the closest like blood thing to me. You know what I mean? We're literally all so different. So that's one thing that like I really invite people to do with their meditation practice is stop trying to box yourself in. You're not a yogi living in an ashram. You're probably never going to be. So like, how can we make meditation like a part of our lifestyle? You know what I mean? Because then it's so much easier for you to sync with the identity of I am someone who meditates. I like, I meditate, you know what I mean? Like for you to have those I am statements and for you to feel comfortable, like how can you integrate it instead of, I feel like so many people try to go so far out of their way to like try and be someone else when it comes to like these spiritual practices. And all that does is push it further away. Like it just makes you not want to do it because it just puts so many steps between you and that thing. And for me, it's always about like, how can we simplify? How can we add value without removing or like, like, how can we get it now? (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. I was that person for sure. Trying to figure out like, yeah, how do I get it into my routine and like, without it feeling so far away. So I like that description. So what would you like, what tips would you give for somebody that wants to like make it into their daily routine, but like they don't have that at all? (laughs) I love it. Like, I absolutely love it. Like I honestly, there's people, it doesn't matter what age you're at. Like there's so many people who still don't meditate. So just the fact that like you're even there and like, you're here for this conversation and you're feeling it like, I'm so excited for you because meditation, like if there's one thing that I could recommend that every single human on the planet do, and you just heard me say how different everyone is, this is the one thing, like this is medicine for your soul. Like I swear to you, this is the thing that's going to change it all for you. 
But with that being said, we need to set it up in a way that we're setting you up for success to be able to meditate. So what I, what I want to say first is these are the things that I don't recommend that you do, because these are the things that I see a lot of people jump right into. Don't automatically start meditating for a really long time or trying to meditate for a really long time. And when I say that 20 minutes is a really long time to sit with yourself, if you're not comfortable with it, don't try to sit there in silence for the first time ever. Honestly, I really wouldn't even recommend silent meditation until you have mastery over your body being comfortable sitting still, your mind being comfortable sitting still, and you being able to do this. Like, I want you to get to a, sp a space mentally where you like meditation before you sit in silence, because once, once the thoughts come, it's a lot harder. So with that being said, what I always recommend is start with five minutes, like five minutes, I feel like is a really amazing number because like, think about it. If you're doing exercises, you can do anything for pretty much five minutes, but like past five minutes, you're like, Ooh, like this is going to be a mind game and a, and a physical game. So it's like, how can we, again, set ourselves up for success? So I would say about five minutes and you want to listen to something. And what I will always recommend is always start with guided meditations, because here's the thing. If you start with a guided meditation and you're doing it for five minutes, you are listening to somebody else's voice. So your body is getting comfortable in the meditation, in your meditation space, in the meditation position. And again, sit however you want. You don't have to sit like a yogi, but sit somewhere somehow that you can sit comfortably for the five, 10, whatever we're working with minutes. Because one of the things you don't want to be doing is fidgeting your body. So you need to come up with a posture. And typically if you're sitting in a chair, you want your feet on the ground because then you're you're connecting to the energy or you want to be sitting with your legs connected, but you don't have to just, just keep in mind, you want to be comfortable. So if you're sitting in a position that's comfortable for your body and you just have your eyes closed and you're listening to something pleasant, five minutes goes by like so quickly. You, you literally like, I, you might not even be able to find a meditation that's that short, like a guided meditation. It honestly, you, you might be challenged with that. And that's great. Cause it might make you automatically start feeling comfortable meditating longer, but like, you don't have to push it. You can always set a timer on your phone for five minutes. And then when the timer goes off, who cares if the music is still going, you can stop yourself or you can keep going if you want. This is all about connecting with your intuition. So listening to your body, your intuition doesn't live in your mind. Your intuition lives in your body. So you're going to find that through this process, it you will know what your body is asking of you. If you're not there yet, fine, stick with the timer, whatever. But the again, the point is, if we can make meditation enjoyable for you, it's something that your subconscious mind will put to the forefront of your mind. And it's something that you will want to do and your subconscious won't push it away. 
So if you sit for five minutes and listen to a guided meditation, your body is getting comfortable and your mind, you're almost like tricking it. You're tricking your mind into meditation without realizing that it's meditating because during that time, your mind is probably judging the person. It's probably, you know, like it's probably got noise chatter going on about what's happening. You know, like it's probably not silent. It's probably still that like, you know, like, but it might just be like more delayed or, you know, a little slower or whatever. And that's fine. Don't try to fight it because the, like the meditation music that they use, the frequencies that they use, they're all helping your brain to get into a calmer state. And if you like doing it, it's going to be easier for you to do this. So I typically recommend if you've never started, and again, go with your intuition, but if you want something super structured, I would say for the first two weeks, try to meditate every single day for five minutes. Try to do it as soon as you wake up in the morning. So that way you're in a theta state. And what that means is your mind is more susceptible to programming and you haven't started your day. So you're not in fight or flight mode. You're, you can still stay in creation mode, which is where we really want to be. If we're talking about manifestation, if we're talking about, you know, alignment, if we're talking about energetics, it's really like, how can we carry this through our day? So if we start our day here, first of all, it tells our subconscious mind, this is the most important thing. And it also sets the mood for the rest of our day. And if you can do that for two weeks and listen to a guided meditation for five minutes, then I recommend bumping it up to seven or 10 minutes, whatever feels good for you. And again, doing it for two more weeks. And then I would say, if you started with, if you were at seven, go to 10, if you were at 10, go to 15 and then do that for two more weeks. And now I don't think you necessarily have to meditate for longer than 15 minutes a day. I honestly don't. But again, this is up to the individual. If you feel like you're somebody who wants to meditate for 20 minutes, if you want to meditate for 25 minutes, granted, there's so many different meditation methods and, um, why is it something there's one that like that you transcendental meditation is normally 20 minutes, but if you're not doing transcendental meditation, which is like a mantra meditation that you repeat, then you don't like, you don't necessarily have to do a certain amount, but it's up to you to feel what works with your lifestyle. What, what feels good to your body? What is feeling good? Because when you're able to do that, then once you've sat for those 15 minutes, and listen to the guided meditation, then I would say, listen to just self-agio sounds, listen to just a healing sound frequency or listen to nature sounds or meditation music. So now we've taken the voice out. So you don't have a voice to listen to. So your mind is going to get a little more noisy, but since you've already practiced sitting and being still, you're, you're, your mouth, like your brain isn't going to go like super hyperactive. Hopefully, you know, you still have a little more control and those frequencies can help you stay calm and have that calming effect throughout the 15 minutes. Then I would recommend starting to try and integrate in silent meditation, like, but you don't have to rush yourself into it because you can still find enormous benefit out of meditating with a guided meditation or with just sounds. Like some people never get past that point in their meditation. So I don't want anyone to feel like they're doing it wrong because 
one of the things we need to delete out of our minds is the fact that anything is right or wrong. Like everything is just the meaning that we give it. And when we start to honor who we are and what works for us, that helps you connect with your intuition. So this whole thing gets to be intuitive. And I always want to give you that licensing to let it be intuitive. Yes, I love that. I love that you said, like, if your mind is racing, not to like push the thoughts away. Because that was something I didn't know about at first. I was like, try, you know, you try to push them away and then it gets harder. Yes. So what, like, well, what do you recommend for like, how to not do that? <laughs> yeah, no, I love that question. Because that, again, is I think, people going into the super spiritual version of meditation. And, and that's like what a Buddhist monk would do. Right. But it's not, it's not that. So there is, what is it? The calm app, which now has things on Netflix, which if you are newer to meditation, highly recommend you can go on Netflix and watch that. And it's like interactive, but um, his voice is just like so soothing. And he talks about in one of his meditations and I've heard it before, but Ugh, just hearing it in his dreamy, like British accent, like there's nothing better, but he'll tell you to just imagine that your thoughts are clouds. And I love that because what we really want to do is get used to the idea that we're so trained that the 3d world is what is real, Right. But we know that that's not true anymore, especially with quantum physics and especially with it getting the Nobel Peace Prize. Like it's not arguable anymore. Like this is fact. So it's all about how can we come back to like this divinity within us and how can we really connect with the true essence of us that is so much bigger than this body and this name and these identifications and these beliefs. And there's really, you have to be able to have a separation. So instead of trying to fight off the thoughts, which is just going to cause more resistance, and it's so difficult, what I had to do was I had to learn first that the thoughts that I am thinking are not me. They are not synonymous with Alexa. So this thought that comes in, the next thought, whether it's good, bad, whether it has a high vibration or a low vibration, it's not me. And in every single moment, you get to choose whether you subscribe to that thought. Just like if it was a cloud in the sky, if the sun started to shine and it started hurting your eyes, you wouldn't keep staring at that cloud. You would just look away and it wouldn't be a thing. So just as simply as you choose what clothes you want to wear. And that might not be any, a good metaphor for somebody if you take a long time to like choose your clothing, but think about it like anything in the 3D world that's super simple for you. You choose what you eat in the morning. You choose what clothes you're wearing. You choose what TV show you watch. You get to choose what thoughts you think. So instead of trying to fight away those thoughts, which just causes more resistance or like just make it so there's just silence. 
How can you instead, and this is a term that's always been spoken about in spirituality, how can you become the conscious observer of your thoughts? And I find that like that, that kind that tends to be like very metaphysical and esoteric for some people. And that's if they are still identifying with their thoughts. So if you're still thinking that every thought that comes into your mind is something that you have to think is something that is absolutely going to be true in your reality, like it's, it's this whole practice of, and of course, like mindset work comes into it, but I think meditation and mindset work go hand in hand. But if you can sit there and just observe your thoughts and go into it with the intention and setting an intention that I am just going to observe my thoughts, I'm not going to give them meaning, whether they're good, whether they're bad, I'm not going to make them mean anything about me or my life. I'm just going to sit here for the next five, 10, 15, 20 minutes And I'm just going to observe my thoughts as if I was observing the clouds in the sky. And if there was one that I didn't like, I would swat it away gently, like I would swat away a butterfly if it came at my face. Not frantically, like it was a bee swarming at me, but just like a butterfly, because it's getting a, a little too close to your eye. You know, like, how can it be gentle? Like, how can you be more gentle with it? Because anything that we resist persists and it causes more, like the more resistance, the more you're going to think about it. So if you can just sit there and then like be the conscious observer. And then when you get out of meditation, if you're like, okay, so for that 15 minutes, every thought that came into my brain was one about like, how much I suck or how much my business is going to fail or how I'm not making any money, then you're like, okay, amazing. So now today, throughout my day, now that I know that these are the thoughts that keep coming into my mind, I'm going to be really consciously aware of if my mind tries to go there again. And I'm going to know that like, this is the mindset work that I need to be doing. And that's one thing that's so beautiful is so many people have such a difficult time being able to rewire their mind because they're not able to consciously observe their thoughts. And like, when you do it like this, like this gives you a practice to work with throughout your entire day. So that way you are consciously aware. And one thing about meditation is it brings you into the present moment. And when you meditate, you're able to bring this presence and this consciousness with you. And I think this is the goal. It's not to be able to feel amazing and like feel like you're so connected during your meditation. It's to connect you to your power in the morning. So that way you can observe your human patterns, your human beliefs. So that way you can keep connecting to your energy and keep observing without attaching, you know, and that's how we're able to consciously pivot our beliefs and rewire our mind. And like, I just think it all goes hand in hand. I love that. I hadn't thought of it that way. So I appreciate that perspective just because sometimes like you know, with meditation, you have a goal of trying to hear something or trying to hear your intuition or hear like, you know, maybe what your body's telling you, but just being like an observer is 
different and even like the mindset work related with it. Interesting. I love that. It's just like, it goes so much deeper, you know what I mean? And, and that's my thing is like, I really want us to be able to be these spiritual beings living in a human 3d world. Like how can we be 5d beings and still in the 3d? Because I truly believe that we're bridging this new paradigm now. And in order for us to be fully connected to our power, in order for us to be fully tuned in, I think meditation is essential because when you pray, you're asking from the universe, but when you meditate, you're opening yourself up to receive. And when we talk about manifestation, so many people can ask and ask and ask and ask, but how many people actually get like the people that are, that are consciously manifesting are the ones that are open and ready to receive. And that's why for me, meditation is so much bigger than just like your thoughts, because I really believe it is the key that helps you unlock your power and your channel as a spiritual being who's living in a human body. And I think we've been living in the matrix where they teach us the opposite. And I really believe that we're coming into this time now where we're flipping that around. And I think that the more you are able to meditate and the more you're able to sit with yourself and connect with yourself and your power and really be able to do the healing work, do the work. Like when you hear women talk about that, have these really successful businesses doing the work, they're never talking about posting more content on social media. Doing the work is always examining your beliefs, always examining your energy, always coming back to how connected to you are you are. Like, and when you're connected to yourself, like that's when you're unstoppable, right? Like that's when you're like, I'm just magnetic and clients come in and sales come in. And I think it is all connected. And when you can start like thinking about it in such a deeper level, then it's not, you don't have the thought of, oh, I don't really feel like meditating today. Like, because it's so much bigger than that. It's like, wait a minute, meditation is the thing that allows me to drop down into my power and to receive codes and wisdom, whether I can hear them or not, I'm trusting that I'm receiving them and that my cellular DNA is being recoded. Like we're all energy, including us. And we can literally recode ourselves at a cellular level. And we do that through meditation. And when we can learn to transmute our energy, when we can learn to like really work with our chakras and like that brings on human design, like all of that, like when we can master our energetics, that's when we become unstoppable. And that's when we get to have these businesses that change like the legacy and change generations to come. And I think that that's where we're at right now. And meditation is the one practice that like will get you there. And it's not about getting you there quickly. Like we have to stop trying to rush because that defeats the whole purpose. Meditation doesn't make you want to go. It's about being the calm within the storm. Let everything else outside of you be that chaos if it needs to be, but you can choose to be the calm. And if you notice that you're getting pulled towards the chaos and you're bringing it in, then you have practices and you have ways to come back to that through breath work and through meditation and all of the things. 
Wow. That was intense. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to go so back I've and just write, write that, that down. Talking for a while. So what I can yeah. do is I can send you one of my meditations and then your girls can just listen to it if that's uh, better. So that way, like you could, they can just like have a meditation to listen to. Yeah, we can do that. I can attach it. So if anybody's watching this, I'll attach it in the description of the video. Yeah, yeah that works. Do you uh-huh. have one already ready? So I would love, like, is there anything that I said that you were like, whoa, like I need to hear more about that? Or like, is there anything that since we talked like that you were like, you know, like I would really love help with this or like, where are you at with meditation or what questions do you have? Yeah. So personally, I still find it not hard, challenging to like connect with my body. And I don't even know how to explain that, but this is something that I've just recently been working on, like within the past few months. Mm. realizing especially like or diving deeper into human design and realizing like what does that even mean to connect with my body and like to listen to my body instead of my mind so if you could maybe go a bit deeper on that yeah so like that's so for me this is why I started as a wellness coach because I got diagnosed with celiac disease when I was 22 and I was at toxic gluten levels and they were like, we don't know how you're alive. And they called me 17 times. And it was just like crazy (laughs) because they were like, we need to get you in here. And for me, it was like really the me going through this relationship with my body. And so I find when we're disconnected with our body, like there's so many layers to that. But what I want to say is it's when you are disconnected from your body, that often means that you are disconnected when it comes to decisions that you're making about your body. So are you moving your body daily? Are you drinking a lot of water? Are you getting eight hours of sleep a night? What are you eating? Like, what are you putting in your body? And when are you putting it in your body? Because a lot of the times the habits that we have and like what we're eating, those are really blocking us from being able to be connected. So what I've found that like, I would really do a deep dive in those areas. Like, and of course, like we wouldn't, we won't have time, but like for everyone listening and for you, like take a really like good inventory of like, what are my habits right now? When it comes to connection with my body, when I'm eating food, am I listening to my body? Am I listening to what my body wants? Or am I listening to what my mind wants when I'm eating food? Am I eating until the plate is gone or am I stopping eating when my body is actually full? Because a lot of the time we'll, we'll be so in our mind when we're eating that we just like, we eat until the plate is empty, but that's just because like we're doing other things. So something that I really suggest is when you're eating, turn off like all of the noise, turn off everything, like maybe put on like a podcast or put on some like vibey music or something but like do something where your eyes aren't like being like, you're literally hypnotized when you're watching TV, right? So how can you start to do little things that help you connect into your body? Which is like, when I go to the grocery store, I'll be like, 
So like what seems good and it's not in my mind, like I'm not looking at the prices and looking what's on sale. I like really try and like connect with my body and like, what do you want? Like, oh, avocado sound good. No, not today. Like, you know, like, and what does my body want? And I've noticed that it's very seasonal. Like it goes through the seasons. Like I eat more root vegetables in the winter. I eat warmer things in the winter, but like all of these things, like there's so many little ways for you to check in with your body throughout the day. But like we've, as women especially, have been programmed to ignore. So like when you're feeling low energy, like take a moment to pause. And before you push yourself to work, ask yourself, am I feeling low energy because my body is tired right now? Am I feeling low energy because I haven't moved my body enough? Am I feeling low energy because I didn't get enough sleep last night because I was binge watching that show? Am I... Am I feeling like, am I feeling lack of energy because I haven't been really eating a lot of like nutrient dense foods? Like, yeah, I ate today, but I had like cereal and then I had, you know what I mean? Like, it's really like, if you can start because our mind, we've, we're so easy to be up here, but to drop in here is like the most difficult thing. And for women, it's so vulnerable. We have been told how we can look, what we should look like, what is okay, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Like I was overweight my whole life and made fun of my entire life. And it was like, I was so disconnected from my body. I hated being in my body because everybody was telling me that I, my body wasn't okay. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do about it because this is just like my body. So then I hated my body and I had this like really terrible relationship. And I think part of that is how can I start loving my body again? Like fuck what society is telling me because only I know what feels good. And this like brings it full, full circle. Right. Cause then it's like, you start checking in with yourself. Like for me, I know that I can't drink more than three fourths of a cup of coffee. I used to be able to drink so much. Now it like, it gets my adrenals going. I'm so consciously aware that if I have a migraine, I'm like, Oh, I haven't drank enough water. You know, like I literally know all of the things, but if you looked at me, how old am I? If you looked at me like 15 years ago, complete, like I would not look like this woman. I would not sound like this woman. I, I wouldn't be even, even able to talk about this. Like, I would be like, you want me to fucking talk about this? Go get somebody else lady. Like, you know, so it's, it's this whole process of coming home to ourselves. And as a woman, it's the most beautiful and most vulnerable journey we'll ever take. So I just like really want to emphasize that, that, that's why I talk about your body with meditation, because it really is like for you to drop into your body. Do you feel safe in your body? And if you don't feel safe in your body, like, and you know, like, I know that that in your mind, that doesn't make sense, but you feel that. And that's the thing is we have to stop thinking everything has to be logical and we need to allow ourselves to feel because feelings live in the body. Our gut instincts lives in the body. When we talk about human design, I've given hundreds of human design readings. Nobody has an authority in the mind. Even mental projectors, they have no authority. No one has an authority in the mind. Everything is in the body. But if you don't feel safe in your body, like I come from a lot of trauma. So feeling safe in my body meant I had to learn to regulate my nervous system. So like there's so many things when it comes to like, body work, you know, but this is all a part of it because 
for me, it's like, we need to fall in love with the journey of becoming our most authentic selves. And if you are a female business owner, the way women's brains are wired is we can't compartmentalize. Like men, their brains are wired to compartmentalize and women's aren't. That's why when we build businesses, it's not about us. It's about the whole and how can we give back and how can we help? And for you to be a service-based business or to be a female in business, you do have to do this work and men like don't really do this and they don't get it, but it's a whole process. So like be really like loving with yourself through it. <laughs> yeah, that makes so much sense. And um, it's funny because last month we had someone come and talk to us about like the cycle and how to build your business with like your menstrual cycle. So that was super cool. Oh, and I love how it like relates as well. Yes. I'm trying to think if there's any other things that I wanted you to talk more about, but you did like, you explained everything so well to me and like okay. you dove so deep. So I love that. <laughs> That's why I'm like, let's plunge. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to chat about. Um, no, I, so we were going to, the reason why I said the meditation thing, just for anyone listening is I was going to do a meditation and like sit, like have you guys sit through one. Cause I truly think guided meditation is like the key, but I actually now, like now that I'm thinking about it, this will be perfect because now if you don't want to like search for a guided meditation somewhere, then like you can just start listening to this meditation. So I'll give you guys a meditation that like well, I'll give to Leah and she'll give to you guys a meditation that you can listen to. And if you feel called and it's the one that you want to listen to, then use that one and just like listen to it. So that way it gets you in the process and you'll like, I don't know, like what you'll get to a point where it will be so much deeper than meditation. And that's why, like, I took you all the places because I want you to understand First of all, that nothing is separate, like everything is connected. And for you to be a successful business owner, you need to have physical well-being. Like it, it's just like fucking facts. You have to. And when we can look at things in a more holistic point of view, then it's it doesn't make our mind feel like work. It's more like we're just adapting who we are and how we be and how we interact with the world. And it's just like always like in this trajectory of growth instead of this like finish line to like get to something. It's like, how can I show up and love myself more each and every day? How can I be more embodied every day? How can I be more in my power every day? How can I speak more of my truth every day? Like, how can I invite people into my world? Because I know that like, I have some amazing things and I can help change people's lives. Like come back to that. Like not, don't just like let your mind be like, laugh meditation. It's boring. Like drop into your body, like feel it, feel it. That's like the key. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Something especially like I know for sure a lot of people don't think of meditation that way. So thank you. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. So welcome. So I know you're going to be back on Monday, we said. So I'm going to yes. post this tonight for people to catch up on. Um, okay. And do you want to give a little insight of what you're going to talk about on Monday? Just like, yeah, a little so spiel. 
We're going in a completely different direction on Monday. So Monday, we're going to be talking about the masculine and feminine energies in business, because like you heard me say today, everything is energy. And in business, when you understand the energetics of business, I would argue that understanding the energetics of business is the first place that you would start. You should start. And then you should start with the structure, because if you don't understand the energetics of business, then you're going to set up structures that aren't actually sustainable or don't work with your energy. So this is going to give you a whole new different conversation on business. If like you haven't entered the energetics world yet. Yay. I love that. I'm excited. And I know I've heard you speak about this as well. So I can't wait for everybody else to hear it. Yay. It'll be so exciting. Awesome. And if anybody's watching this and wants to connect with you, where's the best place so I can Yeah, I'm on Instagram the most at Alexa Ray Smith. There's two H's. I also post on TikTok pretty much daily. I also have a YouTube channel. So at Alexa Ray Smith is both of those. And I also have a podcast getting into alignment. You can find it on Instagram. You can find it on my website and you can find it on Apple podcasts. Awesome. I'll put all those tags as well. So people can find you. All right. Perfect. And yay, and I will see you on Monday. I'm just going to stop this for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're ready to go deeper and to get into my world, you can go to my website, alexaraysmith.com. You'll find all of my current programs on there. If you're desiring to get mentored by me, then the best thing to do is shoot me a DM on Instagram and we can talk about mentorship options and which one's the best fit for you. If you're absolutely loving this podcast, please go rate it five stars and let me know why you're loving it. This will help me share the podcast with more people. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. And until the next episode, keep manifesting the most incredible life.